Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Every step, in my opinion, is very, very hard. And if you even cross that step, it's a miracle like that you even done it because so many companies failed uh, before you. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations. So go to RefillFuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code WeRLA Tech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. Welcome to the We Are LA Tech podcast. My name is Casey Bombasi. I'm a UX consultant extraordinaire, and I'm guest hosting the podcast for Esprit while she is out getting things done. And while she's out there getting things done, today we are getting the podcast done. So today we are interviewing Guy Bar. Guy Bar. And where are you from, Guy Bar? I'm from Israel. Awesome, Israel. And tell me about uh, your company. So uh, my company is HiFit. Uh, it's a fitness company. We started with one product, but now we're looking on four different products. Wow. And tell me a little bit, a little bit about that product. Okay. So the, the first product, the first manifesto is the wearable gym. Uh, it's a futuristic uh, fitness workout device that you will take anywhere and it will track your workout. Great. And uh, tell me a little bit more, like a little more in depth. Like what is that? Uh, what does it look like? Does so, it look like a watch? Does it look like a, a hot air balloon? Sure. So it's basically like four, four wristbands, um, to go on your wrist, to go on your leg. There's resistance cables that connect between the hand and the leg. And there is a mechanicum, mechanicum in, in the middle, which is a resistance adjuster where you could, uh, adjust the level of resistance in the meantime of your workout. And all of the workout is being tracked through sensors that are located on your hand. Great. And are those altimeters and things like that? or Yeah. So there's accelerometer, uh, gyroscope, and we basically put algorithms inside to calculate um, your heart rate, calorie burn, repetition count up, and the resistance strength. Very cool. And how did you, uh, did you come up with the idea? Um, I'm a big fan of my today competitor, TRX. TRX yeah. is a huge fitness workout device. Yeah. Um, very big company here in LA. And I was one of the first guys to actually import this kind of product to, to my country, Israel. Uh-huh. And as a fan of a product, I would always try to think of new ways to do it myself. And today uh, we're competing on the same market. That's great. And how long have you guys been around? Two years um, since we started the idea. The idea was started in Hyde Park, London. That's why the name of the company is High Fit. We took the word Hyde Park and we broke it into two. Um but in the in the past year, we we've seen some major progress. That's awesome. Like what? Um, 
the progress that we had is that we partner with a technological company in Hong Kong, which is developing our products. And we funded our company with 20 different investors in Israel, which allowed us to do a lot of interesting stuff that we're doing today, which is um, thinking about new products, kind of building a bridge for the entire uh, product uh, machinery, you would say. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are today. Yeah, that's great. And that's because uh, I worked for a product company, product software company, uh, specifically in the fitness realm. And uh, it's very hard to go from concept to completion, especially with a product, especially a high-tech product. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about that process, how you guys went about that? I mean, was it just, uh, were you guys, you know, whiteboarding a bunch of stuff and like, oh, we should do this. I mean, you kind of talked about the TRX was kind of the main inspiration. How did you go and how did the team grow and, you know, what did, how, did, how was the growth pattern for that? So as for many businesses, uh, I see our success actually coming from a series of failures. Um, we, we went along and pitched our product to many people that we consider to be authority of the area that we were working, the area of fitness workouts. Mm-hmm. And as we were pitching our product to, to different people, we kind of learned what people are not looking for. And that was the product that we initially created. Uh-huh. And from then on, we were always coming back to our whiteboards and not just saying, okay, that's their thoughts, that's our thoughts. We were actually think, thinking to ourselves, how can we create something better that would overcome those kind of um, uh, arguments from such people and would give us a better, um, let's say, approach to show the market what we have. Yeah, and what was the uh, what was the initial product? Because you were saying that, and that's a really interesting point. You know, what what were they kind of saying? Uh, this is not what you want to do. So my initial, my, my actually initial idea how I started this business is because I thought of a mechanism that would allow you to allow the level of re- resistance. Now this could be um, gibberish to many people because this was something that was very re- related to my kind of understanding of how fitness workout devices should look like. Yeah. And when I pitched it to many authorities, you would say in the area of fitness, uh, they said, that's cool, but like, why would we buy it? There's so many competitors. There's so many different products. Why would we buy yours? Yeah. And I, what I got from that is we, we, we perhaps build, build something that is good and useful, but it's not enough. So we were looking for something that would as- aspire more people to, to jump in. And that's where we came with, with the thought of tracking. We saw that tracking is a big thing now and Fitbit is very successful and Apple is very successful doing the tracking. So we said, Fitness workout devices haven't really changed in the past decade. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. No one really wanted to take that major leap and to, to push that for, forward. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I think that's a really good point, uh, you know, that can relate to every startup. Is yeah. You always are starting with an assumption. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, hey, this is what I think is going to be a great idea. And then as time goes on, and this is the beauty of the world that we live in, is we can continue to iterate on that and change and adjust and fine tune. And uh, what's nice is that... Uh, the world is a little more forgiving with these early products than they ever have been. You know what I mean? It's like we can make a few mistakes along the way and realize, okay, this is going to get better as we're going and we're learning more. And is that what you guys have found through through the process? Indeed, indeed. And I would encourage people to fail as much as they can because that's usually something that you would like to avoid. Nobody likes to fail and go back uh, to the library or or to your house or to your girlfriend and say, you know, today was... Today was bad. Today was not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, many people didn't like what I'm doing, but this is definitely what you should seek for. And if you're not receiving a, a sort of a failure opinions from people, you're probably not doing the right thing. You're probably not pushing enough the walls that, that uh, your product is surrounded by. The 
pitch that we had with our product to these people, we asked, we asked the audience to um, draw a, a rank from one to 10, mm-hmm. what they think about our, about our product. Yeah. And one guy actually drew a, a zero <laughs> on a wide blank page. That's actually not one to 10. Zero is not one to 10. Right, exactly. He, he didn't follow my order. <laughs> but yeah, looking at the zero is obviously something that I remember even after two years, but that gave me a lot of motivation to, to just find something better. Yeah, I think that's a really good point too, is that you were getting user feedback almost immediately. And a lot of people don't do that. They, you know what I mean? They're testing maybe in-house, but stepping outside of the bubble of people who are excited about your product and testing it out in the wild is uh, a little bit, you know, nerve wracking because it's your baby. You know what I mean? Like nobody, you don't want your baby to be called ugly or bad or you know zero. You know what I mean? It's like, you want to be like, this is the greatest product ever. Why wouldn't everyone buy it? You know? And they say, no, this is a zero. You should definitely seek feedback and not just for the product itself, for kind of every step that you do. I find myself now, um, I, I kind of manage a, a big video production for my company. And I, I was a big fan of that. And I was, oh, this video is actually looking very great. And I was so um, uh, happy and, and, and excited about what we were getting. But then when I showed it to other people, people were like, no, it's not, it's not, even, it's not even what we thought it should be. And it's not <laughs> selling the product. Yeah. So always have people in your same kind of brainstorming and, and giving you the opinions of, of what actually should be. Yeah, no, and it's good. Uh, one of the things that I do as a UX consultant is uh, I want things to be broken because I'm looking for the pain points. I'm looking for the places where this is going to cause a client a headache. So I want to find that and eliminate that. And that only comes through lots of usage and lots of testing and lots of getting out there and really working. And some people are, uh, you know, like you said, uh, I appreciate that you're saying, fail a lot. You know what I mean? Fail often. And in fact, one of the things that uh, gaming companies, mobile gaming companies employ in onboarding is after you kind of get through the major onboarding, the first game, they'll have you lose uh, because they want you to experience that failure and actually like, okay, I actually find that from a psychological standpoint, they will learn more from that initial failure than they would if they just keep winning every time. And so they actually program it to fail on the, and some of those first onboarding games. And I think what you're saying is great of just, you're going to fail. That's just inevitable. You know what I mean? There's going to be mistakes. We're kind of, we, there's no product on earth that has ever been put out perfectly from the get go. I mean, even look at Apple's keynote just the other day, he pulled up the, you know, the iPhone 10 and it didn't work. And so he grabbed the backup and it worked, you know, and, and failing is, is okay. And failing often is, is also okay. But the real point is that you keep on going. And I think that's uh, one of the great things about what you guys have been doing is that, Hey, you failed and you just keep on pushing through it. And now you've got a great product. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, that was the path. Yeah, and how has the adoption been in terms of sales and uh, you know getting the the product out there? So um, we are still a development uh, stage startup. Mm-hmm. We we would say um, we were about to crowdfund our, our. I wouldn't I would not say crowdfunding because crowdfunding today relates to funding the business, and this is not what we were looking for. Yeah, but we were looking to launch pre-sales for the product, and that was supposed to to happen in two weeks from now. But we had to delay that for some technical issues and so on and so forth. So in the next month, actually, we will start selling the wearable gym. Um, it's going to be, if I may add, yeah. kind of a promotion Please do, yeah. here. Please add it. Uh, it's going to be the first uh, fitness workout device that allows you to train and track your workout any, anywhere you go. And it's going to be sold for $100. That's, That's a good it. deal. Yeah. And where, where, where could they go and buy it? 
Um, they can buy it on Kickstarter on the on the beginning. That's going to be the first uh, step. But if they decide not to, they will find it in any retail uh, and any other store that would relate to kind of this kind of product. But it would not have the discount that obviously Kickstarter would have. That's great. And why did you go? Why did you guys choose LA? I mean, you're from Tel Aviv. You started the company in London, and now you're here in LA. What what makes uh, LA so unique? So LA is considered to be the capital of fitness worldwide. Um, fitness is very big here, also mm-hmm. in Miami, also in many other countries. But LA is definitely the, the strongest places on earth to launch any fitness kind of business. Um, on the other side, you have the tech community also here, very growing, and also in Silicon Valley, which is not so far from here. So California, in general, is a very st- strategic place to launch a company. And on the personal so- uh, side, I always found something that I, I really resonate with in, in LA, in California. I watched a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies about about here, about the culture here, and I, I wanted to experience it myself. Yeah, that's great. How many people are on your team currently? So there there is uh, three, um, you would say, kind of full-time workers in the company. Apart from us, there's two partners that are um, here and there, you would say part-time workers in the company. Uh, and from there, uh, the R&D has eight people that are working on the product. Uh, we, ju- we don't just have one product. Now we're uh, building and developing new products for the company. Mm-hmm. And apart from this core team that I would say it's between nine to 10 people, we have many suppliers that work for us. Marketing company actually from LA and uh, from Santa Monica, very, very good a marketing company that we hired and video producers uh, in the United Kingdom that's working for us and many suppliers that are helping us to do what we do. That's great. And what is your, what's your role kind of in the company? I'm the CEO and founder. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, as you're kind of moving forward, you're saying you got four, four products coming on the, on the, on the heels of this one. What uh, do you see those um, complementing or are those going to be like standalones or how do you kind of see those products going? So I wish I would know the English phrase for what I want to say, but it's like, you brought it to me. Like you would have never asked it better than, than the way I would want to phrase it. Cause are the reason why we're going to launch more product is because we want to build one ecosystem, one app that will gather all the data that you work out, let's say with the wearable gym, let's say with you run with your shoes or you listen to your headphones and it's going to have heart rate in the headphones or many, many other fitness gear that you have. We basically want to collect all the data mm-hmm. into one place and give you a personalized workout routines, AI training for your workout and basically find real use for this data that is so gathered from so many different channels into one place that really knows what to do with it. Yeah, that's a great idea because there's everything's there's a lot of fragments out there. Yes. I mean, Fitbits and now Apple, you know what I mean? You've got all these different apps. Like I said, I worked for a fitness startup and uh, they had a barbell collar that recorded everything. Yeah. And, uh, but it would have been nice to have, you know what I mean? And I love the idea. And this is a, a great topic to talk about is uh, sort of the personalization of everything is that here we're gathering this data and, I think uh, up until now, we've kind of been struggling with a lot of like, what do we do with all this data? You know what I mean? Like one of the things that we we talked about at the company the startup was, okay, we've got all these data points of different types of lifts and how fast they're going and where they're missing in their form. How do we then represent this data? And the cool part is to be able to program the AI to begin to personalize that and maybe talk about some uh, some of those aspects. So there's a big argument now that uh, whether fitness trackers are failing or not, and there's many um, details that are leaking there about uh, companies' net worth uh, losing and, and sales volume going down or, or up. 
in many different uh, corporations in the area of fitness trackers. And I think the reason for that is because people are not yet finding the value uh, that fitness trackers should deliver them. That's that's the main problem here. And that's why we, we, we are doing what we're doing. We think that there is technology, there is infrastructure, it's available, it's relatively cheap. We should implement it where it will have most value to, to our users. And this is where, where uh, our opinion suggests is uh, fitness workout devices, because this is where the user is actually engaging a workout is is in there is in the, is, is let's say is in the battle is already there he needs this data live on, on the screen on his phone yeah we're there to provide that's great i think that's a really a really key point that will will change is is the ai side of it of being able to like you said here's all the things that you've done and we can begin to call that data and begin to present hey this is some workouts that you could do and uh, it would be interesting too to be able to have one, one of the things that we uh, talked about in the company was uh, understanding when your days of fatigue. And so one of the things that we uh, were really focused on was called, it's called velocity based training. Mm-hmm. And basically instead of trying to hit a one rep max, which one day you could hit, you know, like a 300 pound bench and the next day you can only get 250. And the difference between the two days is I just didn't feel like it one day. Right. Yeah. And uh, being able to find those days of fatigue and adjust the workout accordingly, which would be a really interesting uh, feature. That was a free feature for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to, I mean, I'm happy it's recorded. I can just write it down after that and, and take it to the lab straight away. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there is a lot of features we can do there. And, and this is obviously something that uh, inspired us to even begin with this uh, kind of product. But um, simplicity is something that is also very important to yeah. us. And we don't want to go too broad with, with the features. Even what we promise. Uh, otherwise, I would be in problems if I cannot deliver what I promise. Yeah, I'm promising four features right now, which is calorie, heart rate, um, repetition count up, and uh, resistance strength uh, detection. That's the four features the Wearable Gym is going to provide you when you buy that. It's a very simple product. You'll buy it in stores. You're not going to buy it for $1,000. It's just going to be sold for $130 in the stores, in crowdfunding, in many different channels. Uh, it's a relatively low price and we could definitely ask for more, but we don't want, we want it to be for the masses. We want it to be for as many people as possible because it has value and yeah. we want to provide the value. Yeah, I think that's great. Have you guys, uh, what kind of, I mean, you've obviously done lots of testing on it and you've had a number of prototypes. What kind of, what kind of results, you know, you talked about the one to 10, what kind of positive results have you had? Uh, over the last you know couple of months to get you to this point to feel like hey we're ready to release this out. So um, unfortunately, in terms of technology, we're not uh, as we're not at the place where we can have a full workout which is tracked and all the information is is giving us what we look for. But this is where um, development is definitely looking to 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 reach. It's going to reach a place where we're going to have this uh, atmosphere of working out that the person and a user can have all the details uh, that he wants to. Um, right now, we have uh, many prototypes uh, for the company. And I always joke that the prototypes are flying way more than me because they're just traveling the world. Sometimes they're in live shots, uh, uh, photographic shots in Israel. Sometimes they're in the lab in Hong Kong. Sometimes they're here in the United States yeah. for promotion. So the pro- there's many prototypes and we're examining them. And they're always advancing as we speak. There's people working on that. And the more they're advancing, the more we'll have feedback and the more versions we'll release. Yeah, that's great. 
Have you taken them down to Muscle Beach in Santa Monica? Um, there, there were some prototypes that were in Santa Monica. They were not uh, examined by users, unfortunately. But I think that's something that would happen on the 30th of uh, September. Actually, uh-huh. we're going to have a small video shoot in Santa Monica Beach. So feel free to, to come and see that. Yeah, because I think that would be an interesting just going out there, grabbing a couple of people because, yep. you know, they're all out there pumping iron and, you know, doing pull-ups and stuff like that. I'd be interested to take a unassuming, unaware person and say, hey, try this and, and tell me what you get. I think uh, one of the things that we talk about uh, as a UX consultant is that just using five, getting five users feedback can solve up to 90% of the problems with the app and with the product. And so it's important even just to do take five people and, and have them test it, you know, unknowingly and just see what happens and no guiding them to say, hey, here's this thing. It's going to record your, uh, you know, your workout, go work out and just see what they do. You know what I mean? See how much, you know, if you have a little instruction packet or whatever, just see how effective all those materials are on a, on a zero basis of like, these people know nothing about me, this company, anything, and then just see it. And that's one of the, the best ways to get really solid, honest feedback, like getting a zero or a 10, you know what I mean? It could be a 10 this time. Definitely. Um, again, the feedback subject is, I think, very crucial. And maybe that would encourage people that are maybe in a more early stage than, than what we're talking about is to, um, even in the idea stage, there's a lot of uh, kind of uh, uh, interest in keeping the idea to yourself, uh, locking it and putting it in a box and not sharing it with anyone. Right. And I encourage you not to do it because this is a guarantee failure for the, for the idea. What you want to do with the idea is to share it as much as possible and to the key people that you think um, it could bring value to this idea because once you'll share it, you'll find so many problems, so many people that are, are actually working on the same idea and so many possibilities and opportunities you, which you definitely want to have for the idea. So this is something that you should go. First of all, just share the idea, tell it to many, many people, especially nowadays, I'm receiving a lot of ideas from different people, pitches about different business. Many people want to do some different businesses together. And when I tell them, go and tell that to people, go and share, they're like, no, but they were going to steal it from me. No, that's not going to happen. I challenge you. Uh, I'm actually willing to help you if if, if someone is going to steal the idea from you because that usually never happens. People are not going to steal the idea. People are bothered with with their daily life and they have better stuff to do. So um, go and share it. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. Uh, I was actually reading an article recently about uh, the article title was why I don't sign NDAs anymore. Mm -hmm. And basically he's like, nobody cares. Everyone is way too busy. Uh, Nobody's looking at your little product over in this little corner of the world because they're, you know, even if they're not even, you know, entrepreneurs or whatever, just the average Joe, it's like, they're thinking about their family. They're thinking about work. They're trying to, you know, get food on the table. They're not worried. They're not going to come and recreate your product. There are other people who have similar idea products, but that's where the market is going to, you know, sort of the survival of the fittest. If your market, if it's a really good product and you can bring it to life, then it's going to survive. Right? Exactly. I mean, if I was looking to invest in a new fitness workout device and I would like to hear pitches about this kind of product and you're not telling me because you think I'm going to, to maybe take it away from you, not do it collaboratively with you, then you're losing. You're losing an opportunity. So don't lose the opportunity. Go and share it and you'll find yourself gathered by many people who are trying to help you. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, have you, this is a, a specific question we ask always on the podcast is what LA tech companies or talent have you come across lately that have impressed you? So I'm pretty fresh here in LA. Um, not more than four weeks oh, in, wow. in the city. I'm pretty, pretty new in the city, but I've came across some very, very interesting people in terms of technology. 
and the value which you would receive from a meeting here than a meeting elsewhere is very uh, significant. You could definitely see that the, the people here are dealing with high-level business, a business which is very global, yeah. companies which uh, went past IPOs and so, so on and so forth. So um, you, you expect to experience here um, how real business happens. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, that's pretty cool that you're only here for four weeks. That's, that's, that's fresh, yeah, that's yeah. brand new. Yeah. Um, has, how do you feel LA will help accelerate your growth? LA is going to be the house for my business. It's going to be the house for myself as well. Right. And it's going to be um, where we're going to have a global reach for our product and our next product. We can have um, partnerships, um, collaborations with many different companies or in the same field as what we do now and in fields that we will potentially do in the future. So this is definitely a good place to settle as long as our R&D company in Hong Kong is still there and we're still here. It's going to be a very powerful partnership and I would encourage people to come across us if you want to have some high level business happening in this area. Yeah. And how do they get a hold of you? Um, my email was mentioned here. I can mention it again. Yeah. I, I'm reached on my site is pretty simple. Highfit.co, H-Y-F-I-T.co. That's my site. You can leave a message there. Um, our site is being upgraded at the moment, but the domain is still going to be the same. And our marketing company, uh, Agency 2.0, it's a crowdfunding marketing company, which we can definitely reach them and maybe ask them to kind of reach us out. Cool. That's great. And uh, one last question here we also ask is, uh, if you had one ask of the LA tech community, what would that be? Find us on Kickstarter. It's going to be very public. And if you happen to be anyone who's related to fitness, social media, and you want to, to get, get your hands into this business, you're definitely invited to, to reach me and to write me. Um, we would be looking also for people who are into logistics management and to kind of product managers. So that's definitely people that I would be interested in interviewing. And if you have any sort of knowledge and field into sports technology, gadgets, and in this area of fitness gear, I'm here and I'm looking, I'm looking for you. Great. And where in LA are you? Uh, I'm now based in Hollywood, but um, we're obviously doing some major changes in the upcoming months. So... I'm probably going to be in the same area uh, as, as we, we are right now, but Santa Monica. Yeah. That, cool. that could be. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, I think it's going to be a, a, a great product and I think Thank you're you. going to have a lot of success. Thank you. Uh, and one of the things I was, uh, w- the company I was a part, uh, part of for a while there, uh, which was form lifting. Uh, when you put a product on, on Kickstarter, one of the hardest things to do is actually fulfill the orders. And I think the products have like a, a 70% failure rate when you have a uh-huh. hardware product. Yeah. And uh, I don't think you're going to have that problem at all because you've already got stuff going. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it just shows you how, how hard it is, you know what I mean, to get actual hardware uh, into the hands of consumers, even if it's a great product, you know what I mean, and delivery. Like, so we were actually, it's a great success story to be able to deliver all of our product on time, uh, even in the budget, you know, within the window that we had, had budgeted for that. And I think that's uh, something that every person can be like, yeah, that's our goal, you know? Well, 
as ironically, I found that almost every stage of the startup is, is very challenging and hard. And always when you reach a new level, people tell you, um, you know, the next level is so hard, it's so impossible. Oh, you're going to go funding? Oh, it's so hard, it's so impossible. Many people are doing it. And then when you go funding, it's like, ah, funding is easy. Well, wait for your sales. And then <laughs> you go for the sales. Ah, it's so hard, it's so hard. And then like fulfillment and so on and so forth. Every step, in my opinion, is very, very hard. And yeah. if you even cross that step, it's a miracle like that you even done it because so many companies failed uh, before you. All you got to do is just really keep the hopes high and just literally never give up. It's a very American thing here in the success kind of life. Yep. Um, never give up and things will happen. I mean, uh, we've seen tremendous things happen in this life. Um, many impossible stuff that happened. Uh, people became presidents, um, companies like Walt Disney, um, Tesla, SpaceX. This is not something that you could explain rationally to someone. And right. If you were a rational person, you would probably say this is uh, impossible against all odds. So follow these kind of stories and your story is going to be one of them. Yeah, that's great. That's a great encouragement to everybody is that you can do it. You yeah. I mean, just got to keep at it. And like you said, the stage is every stage gets harder, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. And yeah. uh, I don't know if there's ever an easy period of life, you know what I mean? But I, I think that's the that's the whole goal here is that as a community, we can rally together. We can help each other out when we're not feeling like we got a good product or whatever. Like, you know, you said when somebody writes a zero on our, you know, <laughs> on our, on our rate sheet there. But the fact is you keep on going, you keep pressing forward and you, you get the product out there. Yeah. So awesome. Well, thanks guy for being You're a welcome. part of the, we are LA tech podcast. It's been a great and a pleasure talking to you. Wish you all the best of success. And uh, you can look out for him again at highfit.co, yes. H-Y-F-I-T.co. And those will be in the notes as usual. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for hosting me. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.